This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program News Analysis, now we bring you a discussion on World Population Day Awareness and Significance. The participants are Manoj Jhalani, Additional Secretary, Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, and Aditi Tandon, journalist. Today is the World Population Day and it's a very interesting day to look back at India's own journey on the demographic map. As we all know, Mr. Jhalani, that India is almost set to cross the population of China and become the world's most populous country in a matter of a few years. Although we are seeing declines in the rates of population growth annually, as the last census also showed us, and a lot of states which have been historically populous are doing their best to achieve replacement levels of fertility. But we do continue to grow at a fast pace. How do you look at India going forward? Where do you look at India's demographic dividend in a matter of few years, say five years from now? It is true that we will be in about eight to ten years, we might be crossing population of China as per the population projections. Of course, China has also given up its one-child policy now. So one will have to actually see as and when it happens. What I can say is that right from the time of 1994, when we had this ICPD conference, International Conference on Population and Development, wherein there was a conscious decision that women empowerment has to go hand in hand with family planning services. So population control cannot be the only goal. You have to empower the women and allow them to make informed choices about when they want to have a child, how many children do they want to have, what kind of spacing they would want. So we shifted from a targeted approach to target-free approach since 1994. Now the good thing is that today our TFR, last SRS, our TFR was 2.2. In my own census, now we are in 2019, it would have come down to 2.1. In 1994, when the ICPD conference happened 25 years back, it was 3.5. So from there, we have come down to 2.2 and I guess we are probably in 2019 around 2.1, which is a replacement rate of fertility. And we have moved down faster than the global population rate of decline. More than 24 states have already achieved TFR of 2.1 and other states, even the EAG states, have started to accelerate the decline of total fertility rate. So once we reach a TFR of 2.1, then over a period of time, of course, because of the population momentum, I mean, after 2014, we should be able to achieve population stabilization. Now, what is important is that, and that's an advantage to India, is about demographic dividend in the sense that we have the biggest young productive population. And if this young productive population is well-educated, healthy, and well-skilled, then that is what will really contribute in a big way to accelerated economic development. And one of the reasons why country has had consistent good rates of economic growth is because the demographic dividend. So while at one level we are obviously working hard to stabilize the population, at the same time we must also realize that as of now with so much of India as the youngest country in the world, we should take advantage of this young population to maximize our economic growth. That was a very comprehensive roundup of where we were so many years ago and where we are slated to be. But if you look at the economic survey, Mr. Jalani, for 2019-2020, it has made a very interesting futuristic trend announcement. The economic survey has clearly said that India is set to witness sharp slowdown in population growth and it is already witnessing over the next two decades. 
So by 2041, the economic survey is projecting that whereas overall India will enjoy the demographic dividend, as you were mentioning, some states which have led the demographic transition, these societies will actually start to make their transition towards aging societies. And in this very interesting chapter, the economic survey is arguing that we have to look ahead now, looking for a society where India will actually make a transition and make a transition very fast. Because the survey says that in 2041, the working age population in India will peak, and 59% of Indian population would be work age. And then, naturally, as you said, since fertility rates would have stabilized, TFRs would have reached replacement levels. and stabilized under those levels maybe at 1.7 or 1.8 at that time the percentage of younger population in overall country will start declining so how important is that trend revelation 2041 is still 22 years away from here and a lot of things will undergo change with increasing life expectancy you find that more and more people would be working at higher ages which we are seeing in the developed world people being pretty productive till even the age of 70 or 75 years so on the one hand it is true that the young population after population stabilizes that decline will start and share of elderly population will gradually start increasing i mean that's a trend which is going to be witnessed the world over india would not be the only exception but my own sense is that we will also be simultaneously seeing improved productivity even in our elderly population so as long as a good share of the population is productive i'm sure the society as a whole will continue to grow and develop economically also coming back to our current challenges of achieving the tfr of replacement levels you said 24 states have already achieved what do you think is the current challenge in achieving that particular objective or do you think we are satisfactorily moving along that path it is true that we have done pretty well but there are these 8 10 states which really bear the maximum burden of say maternal mortality child mortality high fertility rates and states of bihar up madhya pradesh rajasthan they are all in the range of 2.7 2.8 plus fertility so they have a lot of ground to cover so we have taken up certain initiatives like mission parivar vikas so 146 very high fertility districts in seven states with tfr of 3 or more have been identified and a very focused campaign in these districts has been taken up where with the technical and financial support from the government of india development partners we have developed micro plans appropriate to the context so as to reduce fertility rates at a much faster rate we have also expanded our basket of vaccines we have introduced injectable contraceptive antra we have also got Centromen. We have also got progesterone-only pills. We have got our family planning, logistic management information system. We have a much stronger IEC, so as to create good demand generation, led by our mega star Amitabh Bachchan ji himself. So I see fairly good concerted action in the population groups and areas where you still find high fertility, so that we are able to make a dent. and once the tfr starts improving in these 146 districts we will see a much greater accelerated decline if we look at the adolescent population because that's a key area of your ministry and you are actually running targeted interventions also in that sector if you were to make an overall comment on the health of the adolescent population of india what do you think is your priority in that sector 
there are several things that we are interested in. One thing that we are interested in, we don't want teenage marriages, we don't want teenage pregnancies. What you notice between NFHS 3 and NFHS 4 is that both the marriages and the pregnancies amongst the teenagers has come down by half and we want it to practically come down to nil. We are also wanting to expand our adolescent and reproductive and sexual health education amongst the adolescents. We are also concerned about the fact that a lot of issues relating to tobacco and drug use, issues relating to mental health have started cropping up amongst adolescents. These are also the years when they form habits and this is the time to intervene in terms of modifying lifestyles. So through programs like RKSK and we have tried to create these Ayushman Bharat School Ambassadors who would be trained and their capacities enhanced and then they would try to influence the peers. So both with the teachers and students, we will be working in terms of trying to bring about positive lifestyle changes. We're also working in terms of improving the environment in the schools in terms of more suitable for health promotions. Schools must be tobacco-free. The schools canteens must not have unhealthy food items, etc. On a whole lot of fronts, one is trying to make an impact so that the adolescents are healthy and they adopt healthy lifestyles. They don't face mental health issues. We also run adolescent-friendly health clinics. And we also have got a call center to be able to respond to queries from the adolescents. One thing that has come up repeatedly, Mr. Jhalani, when it comes to the quality of the human capital, we are talking of a younger population, which is what we are concerned about, because they are the ones that will give us demographic dividend. We see a lot of crimes against children, the trends of crimes against adolescents, children, both girls as well as boys, is on the rise. Naturally, there has been an internet explosion there's a lot of exposure of children to all kinds of media, all kinds of information. And children don't know too much about their bodies. The debate around awareness regarding bodies, sexual and reproductive health in schools and in school curricula has been going on for a long time. What is Health Ministry's intervention on that front? Because CBSE has several affiliated schools. We are working with NCRT to develop a suitable curriculum which would empower and equip students and provide them the right information and uh, it's important that our adolescents have the right information about reproductive and sexual health. In terms of the numbers increasing, my own sense is that it is a factor of many things including better reporting, better registration and uh, in terms of proportion, it may really not necessarily be very high numbers may be increasing but the percentage may not necessarily be increasing and secondly I think there is a much better reporting today and much better registration. You just said that teenage marriages and pregnancies are on the decline. What do you attribute that trend to? Why are they declining? Well I think there is much awareness but I think very importantly the expansion of school education and more girls being in schools now so under all these are Shiksha Abhyan and also these are one of the positive externalities of girls and boys being in schools which is delaying the marriages which in turn is delaying the pregnancies. So besides the whole lot of IEC which is happening in terms of trying to convey to the community that a child should not be bearing a child. Coming back to the issue of availability of the contraceptive choices that you just mentioned, you've expanded the basket. India has traditionally seen that it is the women who are undergoing the sterilization processes. Your ministry has struggled with it for years. 
ट्यूबेक्टमीज फॉर्म ऑलमोस्ट नाइन्टी सिक्स परसेंट एंड वैसेक्टमीज फॉर्म जस्ट अबाउट फाइव टू सिक्स परसेंट आई थिंक दैट मे बी एग्जेजरेटेड टू सो वट आर यू डूइंग अबाउट दैट इज अ टफ थिंग आई मीन सो इन टर्म्स ऑफ प्रोवाइडिंग द मार्केट ऑफ चॉइसेज वी हैव इनफ नंबर ऑफ मेथड्स आई मीन यू टॉक टू वैसेक्टमी एंड एन एस वी नॉन स्केल वैसेक्टमीज ऑल्सो देर but for a whole lot of uh, sociological reasons men are still not the ones who are coming forward and the ladies have to bear the brunt of unwanted pregnancies so they are coming forward and adopting one of the methods whether it's spacing method or the terminal methods coming to mental health mr jhalani because mental health issues are actually issues of the entire population adolescents of course are struggling uh, on their own front but even you know women men across sections we've seen suicide rates going up the health uh, statistics profile of the indian population shows that india is among the highest suicide prone countries in the world so are you planning a dedicated mental health component although we know there is a mental health act which you revised but its implementation remains a challenge we had this first the national mental health policy then the national mental health act and now the national mental health rules so different states are in different stages of implementation i think with these act and rules it's only a matter of time when we will have all the necessary support services relating to mental health being available at the district and sub district level as i said with the rksk we have tried to address this issue to a certain extent but with the expansion of uh, district mental health program after coming of this act i think there will be services relating to mental health being available across the length and the breadth of the country also we have to simultaneously work towards destigmatizing seeking help from mental health professionals let us hope that with collective efforts the government and the society achieves the demographic dividend benefits that we all hope to achieve thank you so much for your time thank you You were listening to a discussion on World Population Day Awareness and Significance. The participants were Manoj Chhalani, Additional Secretary, Ministry of Health and Family Welfare, and Aditi Tandon, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsdtalks@gmail.com. 